0: Live at five with Glenn Curry. Uh,
1: uh, uh. What do you think this is? The army where you shoot them a mile away? You gotta get up close like this. bada-bing! you blow their brains all over your nice cyber league suit. <laughs> <laughs> Will
2: I be? <pick? laughs> <laughs> <That> a- <laughs> was it over when the it-
0: Germans bomb Pearl Harbor? Hell no! German? forget it. He's rolling. <laughs> Learn it, know it,
3: live it. Are you running a business or a charity
0: war? Leave the gun. Take the cannoli. <laughs>
3: Yankees win! Pull over! No, it's a cardigan, but thanks for noticing. Are you a proud head, <laughs> 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 This is Live at Five. Yeah, it's live nine, indeed, like yeah.
2: Sorry, sorry about that. Boy, I'm peaking here, I don't know why. I don't know why. Just turn that down. See what happens here. Looks like it's much better. All right, just wanted to make sure we weren't uh, blowing people's ears out on, uh, on, on our Facebook feed, but uh, here we are on a Friday. Do do, do do? Ten minutes after five o'clock here. The big concert is uh, happening tonight. I don't know, um, the Dixie Chicks or somebody's showing up here. They've been playing. We can hear them right here on, uh, at 199 Wealthy Avenue all afternoon. And it, you couldn't have picked a better day for a concert or night. Uh, but uh, So anyway, that's tonight. So for all of you uh, Piccadilly fans that are looking to hang out in your cowboy hats, tonight is the night. And just as I say that, I just want to share this with you. We typically have lighthearted Fridays. Last Friday, uh, it was Mayor Jeff Smith who sat here. And he says, I hold this document of $1.7 million. We thought it was 850. That was last week. Well, a week later, we could be lighthearted again. Because last night, a friend of mine, actually Oz, who's, who's uh, in our studio somewhere today, he works for the stations here. He's been doing it for many years. He's a huge, huge fan of old movies from the 60s, 70s, and 80s. And he turned me on to this app or this network called Pluto, the Pluto Network. And it's just like uh, Tubi, where it's free. And it just shows movies that, for the most part, uh, our young generation don't care about and uh, wouldn't pay money for it, that's for sure. But old slobs like me, you know, I gravitate to it. So I said, I got to check it out. He says there's a whole section in there of 70s movies. So last night, Sharon and I, late at night, by the way, and yes, we missed the 11 o'clock news. Shameful. And I thought I would just probably watch maybe half of it. But once you get into a very good movie, you just can't stop watching it. But we saw from 1969, the best picture, Midnight Cowboy with John Voight and Dustin Hoffman. And I tell you, it's not the first time I've seen the movie. I actually saw it with my friend, a real life Ratso Rizzo. No, just kidding. Sorry, Anthony. Uh, Anthony DeMarco and I saw that years ago at, at, uh, I forget, someone's house and that was the first time i had seen it in its in its entirety I remember watching it kind of half-assed as a kid on tv and it does you you it you know you can't watch it on you know the sunday night movie back in the 80s it's just impossible but i watched it again last night and it just it, it it's truly as depressing as it is it's not a great great date movie <laughs> but boy it's so well done and it just justifies the reasons that i've been saying all along that the late 60s early 70s are the greatest movies ever made and yes, that's, there's a lot of competition. 1939 for one, a lot of great movies in the 30s and 40s, and yes, a lot of great movies in the 50s and early 60s. But things really changed in the late 60s, early 70s, and that's one of them. Rated X when it was when it came out, they literally rated that movie X because of its content. It's the uh, description of uh, of uh, being molested by his grandmother. You know, image, you know, film of him with his with his grandmother and, and another man in bed. You know, We're talking about a, a seven, eight year old kid, maybe nine tops. And it's John Voight's life and, and why he swears he's God's gift to sex. And he's the cowboy that's going to light light up New York City. Well, that doesn't happen. But he does have a relationship with a guy by the name of Rico, otherwise known as Razzo Rizzo, played by Dustin Hoffman, who, by the way, got top billing. Because at that point, John Voight was known, but not as well known as, as uh, uh, Dustin Hoffman. Uh, Dustin Hoffman clearly was a bigger actor. And uh, it just showed how diverse Hoffman was the year before he did The Graduate. By the way, he was 29 years old when he did The Graduate. And he comes back the next year at age 30 to do Ratso Rizzo. And then the following year, or maybe two years after that, he did Papillon. And so, so, so many. He did uh, Little Big uh, Bighorn. did did so many great movies. Now he's been canceled. You won't see Dustin Hoffman in a movie for the rest of his life. He'll have a better shot at doing a movie than that guy from that 70s show. Uh, He's been canceled. And again, that's his own doing. I don't think he should be canceled. He's still a tremendous uh, 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 talent. And he's got a lot left in the tank, so to speak. He's in his 80s. But uh, boy, he really showed why he was a great actor then. And he was one of the best. John Schlesinger... Directed it British guy he came out as homosexual when he made the movie and uh, he had a story to tell he didn't write it in fact he didn't write the screenplay two other dudes did but he certainly describes it perfectly and it's a very very intricate movie because uh, John Voigt goes back in time and and uh, you know remembers his upbringing with his grandmother and, and and how he went out with the you know the the cheerleader and the you know the, the townspeople didn't like that you don't know a lot of details but you just know he lived a very Troubled life, and he was escaping that. And uh, towards the end, it's at it, it, one poignant scene that I uh, I I don't re- ever remember seeing before was, you know, at the end when they make it to Florida just before Dustin Hoffman's character dies in the back of a bus. Which ironically, uh, the movie before that, uh, The Graduate, ends in the back of a bus with uh, what's her face, katherine Ross, in The Graduate. And interestingly enough. Um, uh, John Voight's character it, it gives up his, his his cowboy outfit and throws it in the garbage. And he's like enough of that. I'm not a cowboy anyway. So now he's going to live a new life. That said, he's he's on the run from murdering a a, a businessman from Chicago who he was going to you know have you know relations with in a hotel room. But the guy backed off, and um, at that point, John Voight's character panicked and uh, shoved a, a, a telephone down his throat. But anyway. That's why it was. <laughs> that's one of many reasons why they gave it an X rating back in 1969. Still managed to win Best Picture. Uh, if you get a chance, go to Pluto. And by the way, <laughs> after that, it doesn't get any better as far as violence is concerned. The movie Joe came on. My my brother Kevin. It's one of his favorite movies, and was uh, with uh, what's his face? Um, Jeepers, his name escapes me right now. He was the he was the dad in uh, Raymond. Peter Boyle who also played Frankenstein and Young Frankenstein, he plays the character Joe. And uh, just just a dark, dark, low-budget movie took place in New York. A very young Susan Sarandon, a very naked Susan Sarandon as well. And uh, a movie about uh, how a rich girl gets entangled with a heroin uh, addict, and uh, her father goes to visit and to, goes to confront him after she's, uh, you know, almost ODs in the hospital, and he winds up killing him. And then he goes to a local bar somewhere in Manhattan. And uh, at that point, he meets uh, Peter Boyle's character in a, in a you know just some neighborhood bar. And he admits to him, I just killed a man. So then they have a relationship. And it's just, oh, boy. Joe. I don't know if Joe was ever nominated for Best Picture. It wouldn't surprise me. 1970. Uh, they did Crazy Joe after that or another sequel or two. I don't know if Peter Boyle was in it. But, uh, boy, just those movies. And, and, and a couple years after that, John Voight comes back and does Deliverance. Same guy, by the way, who did Deliverance? Did uh, if I'm no oh, John Bonham did Deliverance? Sorry, but John Albertson did Joe, and John Albertson came back five, six years later to do Rocky. So with, with so many great directors: Spielberg, Francis Ford Coppola, um, so so many people. George Lucas in the seventies, Stephen Bochko on the TV side, but he contributed so much. Uh, so anyway, that was my night last night. Uh, let's go to the phones and see who's there. Higher in the air. Glenn, are you a Hitchcock fan? Not, not really. I'm, I, I am I am, and I'm not. Yeah, I'm, I appreciate it, but I'm not a big fan.
4: I watched an old movie last night, The Birds. Are you familiar? Oh,
2: yeah. That's his best movie. That's his I Jaws.
4: 63. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I haven't seen it in a while. Yeah. Uh, Still
2: holds up, though. One
4: thing about Hitchcock, he could do things with a camera. Mm-hmm. Some of the shots he got. Probably the only guy I can think of that can match him is probably Mr. Spielberg. Yeah, Spielberg yeah. does
2: it in Jaws, yeah, in one scene but, particularly, uh, yeah.
4: Yeah, I haven't seen that. That was Tippi Hedren's first movie, I believe. Mm-hmm. Hitchcock tried to get into her pants. I guess uh, he, did, he did not get succeed on that. Oh, I'm
2: glad. I'm I'm thankful or, for yeah, that. He
4: liked the blonde women. Yeah, yeah. Rod Taylor played the lead. Yeah, or Strip. Angela stri- Cartwright, uh, I believe she was in... Uh, Lost in Space, if I'm right. not mistaken.
2: Right. Suzanne Plachette. And
4: her sister mm-hmm. was in, uh, it might have been her. I'm not, uh, Danny Thomas's comedy show, hmm. Make Room for Daddy.
2: Hmm. She uh.
4: played the little girl in that movie. Oh, really? Her series was on for a long time. I
2: hated that show, by the way. couldn't stand that show.
4: Jeez, I haven't seen it in a long time. Ugh.
2: I'm Not a big Danny the Thomas. Kid I, yeah, the kids drove me nuts. Yeah, everyone was About yelling.
4: your one best director,
2: one best picture Yeah.
4: For Midnight. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, he also did Marathon Man. You ever see that? Class? Yes,
2: I did see that when I looked that him was
4: up. A, another, that was a chilling movie. Very
2: chilling. Lawrence Olivier. Some
4: of the scenes. He did Yanks. I think that was a Richard Gere. Maybe I'm wrong.
2: I, I, I saw that. He did a Richard Gere movie. I didn't see that, though.
4: Yeah, Yanks. Yeah. I think Gere was in a not- He died
2: young. He died at 63 years old. He, he wasn't very old. He did,
4: but he had a pretty good track record. Yeah, sure. Yeah. But I, I said, TCM ran that movie. I said, Jesus, I got to watch that movie. Mm-hmm. And Hitchcock, uh, he tells a story. He doesn't get right to the birds going crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, he moves you along, right. gives you a couple scenes, right. and then all of a sudden, all hell breaks loose. Yeah, and
2: uh, t- uh, that—that—that's a good. Mo- uh, yeah, no, no, the you sequ- don't
4: see movies like no, that, of course not. You don't have directors like Schlesinger or Hitchcock.
2: No, not at all. The the everything in the birds, everything from the point where they're stuck in the house where Rod yeah. Taylor's trying to you know patch up things and and Tippy Hedren goes up to the attic Th- those sequences from that point to the very end when they walk out into the you know the ocean of birds that are just motionless and you can see the sunset in the distance Great. it's or sunrise for that matter it's it's it, you just don't get any better than that it's it's, it's you swear it happened. and that, who could forget the, the the monkey bars scene too with Suzanne Plachette. And Excellent all the kids running.
4: Work on that scene.
2: Unbelievable. No CGI. The
4: camera work when Tippy Hedren's in the, uh, the phone booth. In the phone booth, Glenn. Yeah. It's amazing. And uh, when the guy lights the cigarette yeah. at the gas pump,
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
4: the camera work is amazing.
2: Right. They're all looking at and the whoever flames.
4: Edited that. I don't know if Hitchcock did that himself. He might have done it himself.
2: Hitchcock was, and then of course he had his own show. They show that on the Antenna Channel and all those, you know, historic, whatever.
4: Yeah, that show ran for quite a few years on. Uh, yeah.
2: Still running on TV Land once in a while. Right, round. TV Land, Antenna, whatever. It, they're good to see. And you see a lot of old actors, you know. Um, it, it's amazing to see. And here's another thing. Let me throw something else at you. I, I shared something with my brother. You know, when you go back to the 60s and you'll see like um, a Martin Landau, you'll see actors that you knew, but this was the infancy of their career in the early, mid 60s. But then we forget because you get a show like Miami Vice, which came out in the early 80s. And someone had this expose of actors and actresses that showed up on Miami Vice in the early 80s. And I tell you what, it went on for like 10, 12 minutes. It was one after the other, one of which was Kramer was a bad guy from uh, Seinfeld. He was on there, as was Al Bundy, Al Bundy's character. Um, It it, it just went on and on. So I can always appreciate seeing like Robert Duvall in like an episode of uh, uh, NYPD, whatever, from the 60s. But then we forget that the movie shows from the '80s also launched the careers of so so many other actors uh, that Watch were successful. The Twilight Zone. You yes.
4: A Robert Redford. Robert Redford. Yep. Uh, yeah. God, William Shatner when he. Was he was
2: here. on there twice at least. Yeah.
4: It just God, there's a lot of people yeah. you see. I want to see the credits. Uh, but they don't cover the credits when they end the show on. But
2: Do you know who I'm friends with? John on?
4: Anderson. Are you familiar with him, Glenn?
2: No, I don't know John. I should know John Anderson. Great
4: character actor. He's in Morris. I think on the right for he was killed at least five times. Yeah, by, uh, I'm sure I've seen him. Chuck Connors. So, <laughs> and, 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 he was a typical bad guy. A great character.
2: So was Robert Culp. Robert Culp was on Robert there. Robert
4: Culp, a very young Robert
2: Culp. One of the best-looking guys in Hollywood, arguably. Him and Redford. I mean, my God, the guy was getting laid every, every week. <laughs> um, yep. But he was very a great actor. Yeah.
4: You see these young actors that you, yeah. you don't see too much anymore.
2: No, you got three actors today. You, you got Tom Cruise, uh, you, you got Matt Damon, and you got uh, Brad Pitt. And, and and every now and then they'll sprinkle it with someone else, like two, three others. But that's it. That's it. And, you know, and Harry Styles. You know, I, you know, uh, he's he's the new Phil Collins that shows up on TV shows. There, uh, it's just so limited. And yet, in the day, we had so many people that uh, Hollywood uh, uh, showcased, and, and, and you just don't see that anymore.
4: It's a shame. See, I'm a big fan of old movies. She got the great director. They gave the the studios gave these old time like John Ford yeah. won four Oscars I believe he had complete control on the set
2: right and he didn't have the money. Uh, nobody
4: interfered with their business. They knew what the hell they were doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But you don't see, probably don't. See. Well, Spielberg's yeah, right he, up he, there with these people, in my opinion, Glenn. He could do things with a camera. He
2: but he can. But but here is the problem with Spielberg, Lucas, and and Coppola, they. They, they their best work was years ago, and and other than Schindler's List, uh, you know, back in the '90s, that was almost it was 30 years ago. Name a good Spielberg movie that holds up to any one of his movies he did in the '70s, like Jaws.
4: Saving Private Ryan.
2: Okay, okay, great. Saving Private Ryan. You can't you can't screw CG. you can't screw up D-Day. All right, and he oh, didn't.
4: Unbelievable scenes tremendous camera
2: work. But already that movie's over 20 years old. So, you know, again, a great, yeah, great movie, but he's done a lot of crap, is what I'm saying. And the same with Coppola. He did Godfather 1 and 2. He never made a good movie again. Ever. He never... Black Stallion? No, uh, it hasn't uh, the, been as good. That's correct. No, and Lucas, the same thing. Uh, uh, Howard the Duck? I mean, these guys, oh. I, I, they just... I've seen that once. It has some funny
4: stuff. Oh, I'm
2: sure it did. I hope it did. It was like $50 million dollars it? in its day. How would the duck? <laughs> yeah, just terrible. I don't It'd know how they much did it. Funny, but it did
4: have some funny
2: And I stuff. and I got I got, I mentioned it on this show a couple of months ago. I oh, maybe about a year ago now. I saw a movie by Frank Capra. His last movie, if it did, 1961. Um, uh, oh, now I'm forgetting the name of the movie. It was actually a remake, and I couldn't believe how bad it was. But it really enlightened me because it was like, wow, this is Frank Capra, and he he made a lousy, terrible movie, and. It, I just always thought that the old directors, everything they touched was gold, but yeah. that that wasn't the case. So one of the all-time great directors, yeah. yeah, he was a great director, and he it's that was a his last life. movie. Life
4: for anybody doesn't know, Mr. Capra. Right, and I'm Mr. Sure Smith you know goes to one. Yeah, oh
2: God, no, that great the, yes. Movie. I
4: want. I had another thing, but I'm not going to tie on right. Glenn. No,
2: that's good. No, but I appreciate it, my friend. Thank you very Thank much. You. I knew you'd call. Good Thank nice. you. So you know, we talk about movies, um, and 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 I reflect on them and how they, you know, really, in you know. Illustrated how things were. And I wish I had the segment up right now. I, I I think I don't think I could play it because it's got some profanity in it. But there's a segment I shared with a friend of mine, or a couple of friend of mine, friends of mine, excuse me, from Cardi B. And um, who's who is the one with uh, Gladys Knight? You know, I, 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 I was sharing some of the stuff that Gladys Knight sang back in the late 60s, early 70s. 1974, she went up to the podium at the Grammys and literally sang, she and the Pips, sang excerpts of that year's best songs without an orchestra, without even a guitar player, and they just basically did it at the podium. And it was just fabulous. There's other segments where she's at the uh, Danny Thomas Hospital singing to the youngsters, and it's so impromptu. You could tell there's just bad acoustics, this, that, and the other thing. Sung beautifully. Bring a tear to your eye. So what I want to do, I want to download a lot of this the, the greatness of 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 the black artists particularly and then compare them to the billionaires. That's right, billionaires that we see today. I don't know if Cardi B is a billionaire, but she's living very large just like her butt. And I just can't believe what these kids consider as good music because it ain't music. I sound like an old fart. I'm sorry. But this particular segment from Cardi B, and by the way, they showed it without makeup, and she looks like a wretched woman, and very, very disgruntled. She, she, she's originally from the Bahamas or Panama or whatever the frig she's from. She's from the Caribbean uh, by way of Queens, New York. And here's a woman that admits that she drugged and, and stole from men as, you know, she pretty much was a half-assed prostitute, and she admitted that. And, and you know, in this day and age of being canceled, like our friend uh, Russell Brand, who was clearly out there when he first came on the scene 20 years ago, and everyone accepted him, but then when he turned the tides and started talking conservatively, and then being an anti-vaxer, an anti-farm, you know, big farmer, that's when they turn on him. And yet, you know, people bring this up, and it's a good point. You know, Cardi B admits that, yeah, she, you know, she she put Mickey's in in uh, gentlemen's drinks or whatever. And then, uh, you know. Furthermore, she she took their money and ran. She probably needed it. She probably thought she was pregnant. Glenn, so shut up, you racist. It's amazing the double standards today. It really, truly is. But getting back to what I was saying, you know, you know Gladys Knight, um, just one arguably you know, Donna Summer. A couple of years later, she was on the scene. And if you take a song, for instance, like "Last, Dan- La- Last Dance." And and then compare it to the stuff that we're hearing today. I was listening to a song today on, on the border. No disrespect to Johnny. It has nothing to do with the border. It has nothing to do with Jim Levin and his operation. It is all to do with what the music is in today. Now, Jim will say, oh, that's just the way it is, Glenn. I, I just, we have an easy means of comparing stuff. It's called recorded music from eons ago and comparing it to what we're listening to today. So when you see Cardi B basically just essentially not singing, she's not even rapping, but she's just saying, I'm, I'm, you, you're not better than me. I'm better than you. You're better than me. I'm better than you. Better than you. And everyone is cheering and they, and they, they, they throw the camera out into the audience and like more than half of them are look like white college students. Like, Oh, she's so brilliant. I just kind of feel, I don't kind of feel bad. I feel terrible for this young generation. They got gypped. I have no clue what they missed out on. But anyway, I digress.
3: Let's go to the phones. Let's see who's there. Hi, you're on the air. Yeah, Glenn. I just wanted to tell you. Yeah. um, This week I saw my first dash. People stealing.
2: Really? Where were you? Interesting. Where were you?
3: Um, I don't want to tell you the store. Was it in Watertown? I I, went, I uh, saw it happen. Mm. And I go into the store. Yeah. It's not a huge store. Right. And I go, is anybody awake in this grocery store? Yeah. And I go, why? I said, you just got robbed. Mm. So what do you mean we got robbed? I said, so I told them what I saw. Guy would pick up. Guy loads the cart up. Mm. About two foot above the cart. Hmm. Sprints to the pickup. Yeah, they uh, started heaving the stuff in the back of the pickup. Right. They weren't going fast enough, so they picked the card up, dumped it, <laughs> and then shoved the card out in the uh, parking lot and huh. took off. That's rude. I didn't see them as far as license plates, or I couldn't tell from where I was, you know who they were. Hmm. Um, so, when I, the one guy was doing the shelves, stocking. Yeah. He goes, you know. I saw somebody running around with a cart throwing stuff in it.
2: Right. Like it was <laughs> a contest. I looked at him
3: and said, didn't that even give you an idea something was wrong?
2: Mm-hmm. How much do you think they stole? Did they steal well, a lot I of I bet m-
3: they got seven, dollars $800 worth.
2: And, you know, can you, can you describe who, how many people there were?
3: Uh, oh, there's a, there's a few people that worked there, but nobody.
2: No, no, no. The, the culprits. How many were there that stole? Two. Two. One was two. one, one with the cart, and one with the truck.
3: Yep, yeah, the one guy did it. Right. The other guy waited in the in the uh, pickup.
2: The getaway. Yeah.
3: Yeah, and uh, it was funny because the man, the guy, was sprinting with that cart, and it was two foot above the cart. I mean, that's a lot of stuff. There's that is. Nobody in the store. Right. Well, I don't know if they got him on camera. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, they got them right here. If we, if you want to continue describing, you know what they look like, maybe you know.
3: That's what I said to the guy. I said, "Do you have cameras in here?" I said, "You got to see this guy. If he was rushing up and down the aisle,
2: right, right. Well,
3: yeah, so we're just i just not use... to tell you. that. Yeah, you know, I appreciate that. All
2: right. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you very much. Okay. I'll talk to you. I was trying to really pry more information, but I got to be careful. Well, they, uh, you know." Uh, Don't they look like us? 755. All right. 755-1240 is a number already into the second half of the show. Let's do this. Let's do a break. Uh, you're listening to the Live at Five show on a lighthearted Friday, and we'll be back right after this. Roof looking older than you are? Finding more tiles in your lawn than grass? It's time to call Herrings' Contracting. The roof people, don't delay, though. Click or replace it altogether. Don't delay, though. Call now to set up your free estimate. Call 782-9129 for Herrings' Contracting. The people who call you back. All right, we got somebody on the phone uh, apparently there's uh, some ringing going on uh, on the internet feed someone just texted me so if anyone else is hearing any type of noise like a ringing on your feed on your internet feed uh please give me a shout or text me if you could uh and this person said it was the same way on the hotline today all right uh hi you're in the air
3: Yes, Glenn, Just to answer your question, yeah. when you went to break, yes.
2: What was the question? I forgot it already.
3: Did they look like us?
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, got gotcha. you. All right. Um, okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Great. Thanks. Must be uh, must be from Black River. Nah, no, just kidding.
3: Anyway, uh,
2: there's a bad reputation in that town for some reason. I don't get it. So yeah, there you have it. So there was a, a dash and run out of a local store. You heard it here, right on the live at five show. Uh, Details are hazy, but uh, we're getting more as the show, you know, like, uh, this is like, what's my line? Uh, Did they drive a a Dodge or a Chevy? Okay, how many more questions do we have? I have nine questions left. Okay, let's see. Uh, Were they wearing sneakers? And were they Air Jordans? That tells a lot. Might tell you what community they're from. I don't know. It's just it, but apparently, the, uh, from what the caller said, uh, the uh, uh, the cart was full above the brim. There was a getaway driver, and um, they were they did it in haste. But because this stuff doesn't happen up here that much, because we're not Philadelphia, or New York, or San Francisco for that matter, uh, it's just going to take us a little while before we start seeing such such a trend. But uh, someone got away with about 80 to $100 worth of stuff. It's probably If you fill up a cart of stuff today in uh, a typical uh, uh, grocery cart, that's got to be a lot more than $80, $100. we are talking a mortgage payment right there. That could be $600 worth of stuff. You start throwing in some slabs of meat and other things and sodas and, and, and Corona light in a bottle. Whew, a lot of money. Hi, you're in the air.
5: Hey, Glenn. There's a couple things. Yeah. Hey, didn't Cardi B say that she was going to fly to Uganda if Trump became president? It, did she say that? Wow. Hmm. Yes, she did. Yeah. Uh, all I got to say is, hey, Cardi. Yeah. Your tickets at the gate. The plane is loading. <laughs> right. Please take your seat.
2: Heading to uh, Addis Ababa. Yeah. Is that it? Is that Addis Ababa? But the other
5: thing is, yeah, is that uh, I was listening and SG. Thinks everything is great at the border. Right. That the train didn't come with 14,000 people on it. No. And Joe Biden says today when he put Kamala Harris, oh my God, mm-hmm. in charge of gun safety in the the Office of Gun Control, mm-hmm. that she's going to do something about it. But he said he actually went to every mass shooting that's happened in America. Th- that's so been in.
2: That's what. Why does this guy lie so much? Oh, 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 Joe said that. Okay, I thought Kamala said that. Yeah, Joe said it. Yeah, Joe Biden did. Barely went to Hawaii after Hawaii burned down to a crisp. Um, Yeah, I mean. Barely. Yeah, I mean, you know, I don't know what to say. Yeah, I mean, you know what? Vacation. Yeah, right. um, To visit Barack's, uh, you know, communist stepdad. Uh, I don't know. I uh, all I know is, um, you know, if this, if the shoe were on the other uh, political party member. You know, it, the, he would be vilified for all the mistakes and all the all the gaffes that uh, Biden's been getting away with. I mean, you know that. I mean, and, and, oh, yeah. and I mean, you look and, and then then switch gears and look at what uh, Senator John Fetterman's getting away with. He's walking around like Why he do just they
5: got change the dress code. Yeah. For that one lurch.
2: <laughs> um, because they're inclusive and they want to make sure that everyone feels, you know, the embodiment of, you know, being together. I guess. Um, and yet he said
5: he's going to... Uh, there there yeah. haven't been senators that wanted to dress a little differently right. in the past that no. had to have, meet the dress code?
2: No. I, I, again, it's 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 the double standard that uh, will never add up. They, they rule the roost. They're they're capsizing Texas. Mark Levin said this the other day. They're, all they want to do is capsize Texas, and once they do that, we'll never see a Republican president again. And I'm like, oh my God, he stole that from the Live at Five show. Not that any, any genius could figure that out the more people they shove into the state of texas the better chance they have by the next cycle or the one after that by you know taking over the electoral college altogether. we'll never get a republican in there and then they could disperse but the whole all
5: the thing is when joe biden is talking to the hispanic caucus
2: yeah he said he called them the black caucus
5: praising them as black
2: yeah right right
5: yeah. you know yeah
2: again just just this guy imagine it, just lost Im- his mind. just imagine just imagine a uh, former president donald trump making that mistake and how someone like Rachel oh, no, Maddow would vilified. Joy Reid, yeah, he he would be it would be into the, the world. And think of it this way: let's let's be more sensible. Let's just what what does the country look like if Donald Trump becomes president again in November of 2024? What what say you? What's the next day in America look like in your in your book?
5: I'm only hoping that we go back to energy independence.
2: Yeah, no, no, okay, no, no. Take that. Just push that aside. What's the next day look like? When when he oh, wins, it's going to be war. Yeah. And what what type of war are you referring to, my friend?
5: Democrats against the Republicans.
2: I, I totally agree. And I appreciate your phone call. I really do. Thank you, my friend. Thanks for getting me going here, because this is what I've been thinking about. And and I and, and my wife's not politically, you know, she, she listens to my BS every night because she's very kind. And, you know, and sometimes I'll just talk to my wife just to make it sound like, oh, is this something I can use on my show? And and, and again, I love my wife, but sometimes she is my audience and I need her to respond to me. And um, she doesn't have any political beliefs other than the one thing that Sharon has noticed. She says every time she sees Joe Biden, she knows that Joe Biden is not with (laughs) it. That says a lot right there, by the way. I mean, it's just she just knows like, wow, he doesn't know what's going on, does he? And then she'll go on and do her you know, her own thing, because that's, that's my wife. And God bless her. We're completely two different political people. And that's good. I'm not like the mouth from the South, you know, with his, uh, with his wife from the other side of the political coin, by the way. But nonetheless, it, I, I look at it this way. The day after, and by the way, it's going to take weeks for them to determine who's the president. And ultimately, it's going to be Biden by at least 7 million votes once all the, once all the uh, harvested uh, mail-in votes are counted. And and we saw that in 2020, it's going to happen again. And I know I, there's people out there saying, "Glenn, there you go again." And I was like, "Well, that's just the way it is." If you notice the big headline, just a couple of days ago, the state of Pennsylvania has uh, authorized um, a new way of registering their constituents, or the people that reside in the great in, in the Keystone State, and that is to register them just for renewing their license. So if you have a license, and by the way, the other push is to get uh, illegals uh, a license, and then therefore you got you know let's just say the state of Pennsylvania up in the for the last two and a half three years since Biden's taken office, not to mention the the countless the scores of others who've been living there illegally. Now all of a sudden they're granted a license. That means they can vote, right? I said, oh boy, is that how it works yeah That's how it works. And typically when you hand everybody a whole new life and you give you know you give them a motel room in Midtown Manhattan. Or eventually you give them a license, they're going to say, geez, that's the party I want to pay attention to. So Pennsylvania started it. Uh, others will ensue. California probably already has. New York Hokel will be jumping up and down. Oh, look what I did. I just guaranteed, uh, you know, uh, and not that it matters in a presidential race. We We forever go blue and it will always be that way. But my point is it's so damn lopsided. So here we go again, and 2024, they win. But this time, this is where it gets really interesting. They are going to double down. I'm going to say triple or quadruple down. They'll say, look, you lost in 2020 by XYZ's votes. You didn't even come close in the Electoral College. The swing states went against you. Four years later, you lose again. My guess is it's actually going to be at a much bigger margin. Say what you want about rallies here, there. You know, they had pictures of a rally in uh, wilkes for Trump that was considerably bigger than what B- Joe Biden uh, got. I and mean, we saw that in 2020. We saw more, more signage on the roads in 2020. We saw more excitement from the, from the Trump constituency. And yet he lost by as many as 9, nine million votes. So now... Again, because of this, oh, we're going we're gonna to register you just for, for, just for saying that you want to renew your license. Uh, that entitles them to set up the whole process, once again, of mail-in balloting. It's pretty obvious. Any moron could figure that out. So when that happens, they're going to double down. And they're going to say, okay, it's twice now. And if you have any reservations about who won this time, you're in serious trouble. That can come by a way of an audit by your own state can audit you. The federal government can audit you. You, know, you look at Russell Brand for, for allegations that have even been gone to trial, and yet uh, the authorization from the the British government uh, to demonetize this guy based on allegations, and and you know uh, there's, there's, there's no trial. There's, you're, you're guilty before uh, uh, otherwise. That's what's going to happen, and that's what's going to make things so unsettling for the Republican constituents. That this time, instead of, ch- of of you know charging this the the uh, DC Capitol. They'll do other things, and they'll and, and the thing is, use the problem with all of this: they they will promote it. The, the Ray Epps of the world will pop up all over the place and say, "Do this, do that." Yeah, you should. Still, your constitutional rights—you're being you're not being heard anymore. And the more you push, the more you'll be pushed back. As they said in the Star Trek uh, 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 series, uh, resistance is futile. It only makes things worse. So that's what's going to happen. People say, "Oh, there's going to be some type of civil war." Well, it's not going to be the blues against the grays. It's not going to be north versus south. It's going to be neighbor versus neighbor. And it's not going to be pretty. It's not pretty now, if you've noticed. I don't know about you, but I just, I get a general sense that people are just overall miserable. And I used to get the feeling that it was just young people on skateboards. But now it just seems, it doesn't matter. It could be people my age or older. They're just miserable. How often do you go to a four-way stop sign and someone, you know, you, you know the, the rule of thumb was, if you get there at the same time, it's the car to the right. How often have you gone to a four-way stop sign in recent months, or years for that matter, and someone who's actually got there before you still waves you on and says, no, you can go, and they, then they get pissed off at you. It's like, what, what's this all about? Why are we so controlling over nothing? Why is that? You know why? Because we're miserable, that's why. People say, well, geez, why are you getting so upset over nothing? It's because you got here, you were already miserable. And this puts you over the top. I hate when people say that. How can you argue over something at a, at a breakfast counter where you didn't get the proper service? Because the moment you got out of your bed that day, you were already miserable. And you couldn't wait for an opportunity. We're miserable. Not all of us, but all of us have some level of miserable behavior. And if it's not because of us, it's because of other people that drive us nuts. Go to the phones. Hi, you're on the air. Hi,
3: oh,
2: Oh, I'm, you know what? So I haven't miserable. heard from you. I think you liked it. Uh, I haven't heard from SG in a while. So SG, go. Go, go for it. Well, I mean. Sorry.
0: I, I simply said, like, a good way to stop people coming to the border, stop telling people it's open. I didn't say there wasn't any problems. I, you know, I and mean, then whatever. Well, <laughs> I don't even
2: know what you're talking no, about. But,
0: okay. Now, now, now I'm, I'm, if Trump said something. Trump said the other day that Biden was mentally incompetent that he's going to get us into World
2: War II. Well, okay. i never even corrected him. All right, all right. So, I mean, it's a gaffe. A it's a mistake. Okay. But he's right. He's going to get us into trouble. He's already, I mean, how much, how many, how many more billions do we have to give the comedian over there in Ukraine? We don't even know what's going on there, SG. Why are well, we, we doing exactly
0: that? I know what's going on there. I've been seeing reports all the time. We're kicking some Russian butt.
2: Right? <laughs> I love how we're kicking some, some, some Russian butt.
0: How well, do you well, know? I mean, it's our, our missiles. It, it, this is the same thing that happened in World War II. You don't let an aggressor move forward. If he, if he gets through Ukraine, he'll go to Poland next. So we stop him.
2: SG, you're that, so far it. out of your so league. My, I'm my sorry. I mean, you're not even close. You're not even close. First, listen, first, first no, 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 listen. no, no. Don't don't One make it. No. no,
0: no, please listen. It, we are doing a <laughs> Lend-Lease program where they pay us back like like Britain did in World War Two. Britain just got done paying us off. We're, it, it's an investment, you know, that we don't have a, a dictator taking over Europe. And we'll get paid back for it. I mean, Ukraine is a rich country. It has great. Yeah, thanks to us. Has, you know, playing us back won't be a problem as long as they don't so, have to fight Putin off.
2: So you're saying that Putin is essentially Hitler?
0: No, no, he he's his own unique thing. He's he's not. Ever. All
2: right. Well, then, he's right just, off the uh, bat. Okay, SG, SG, that's SG that's do that's me that's a that's favor. That's I don't don't be uh, uh, Cliff Only and talk over me. Do me a favor. Don't make any comparisons between this and World War II because there are no comparisons. It, Blitzkrieg was done in matter of weeks. He he took over the entire Eastern Bloc nations or, like overnight, over a weekend. This ha- and this bum Putin was based on what uh, General Milley said was supposed to take over Kiev in less than seventy-two hours. It's been nearly two years. It still yes, goes on. Yes, this yes, he's yes, not taking yes, over because, Poland.
0: Yeah, yes, because in World War Two we waited and waited and waited and didn't. That has nothing
2: to do with health. what happened before we got into yeah. the war. It had nothing That's to what, do. What happened? No. Yes,
0: we did. We went. He we went from one country to the next. Yes. And then we said, well, maybe we should get involved.
2: Yeah. Well, well, we got involved because we were attacked in in Pearl Harbor, if well, you if yeah. you remember. Yeah. But,
0: but, but and by the way, had, different
2: dynamic, and you can't make comparisons, Europe, not even close. Right? So look, Putin, the best thing that we learned about all of this, and this is why we're playing games as pro- uh, proxy war, what we learned, despite the fact that we had a four-star general claim that we were going to lose, uh, that Ukraine was going to be taken in three days, we discovered that, oh, Russia's just a big bully in that Christmas story, you know, the red-headed freckle-faced kid with the braces who, who taunted everyone, but you know, at the end of the day, he's just a weak little baby that cries when you p- smack him in the face. That's what we learned about Russia, and well, that's exactly, why we prolong this war.
0: Extrapolate, extrapolate that. Yes, we've learned that. We learned she is doing horrible, and we are the world superpower now, but you guys want to fight each other and and, and ruin it. This, we are the superpower now. Be happy about it.
2: Wait a minute. We're the superpower now? What do you say? What do you we mean are by that, ultimate SG?
0: Superpower? You know, there's question if China could take us or if Russia could take I mean, with, with nuclear, yeah, sure, we could all kill each other. Sure. But, Combat, we, we,
2: we outweigh. Uh, SG, l- l- let me just Navy Navy remind you. Let me just remind you that even when the Soviet Union was the Soviet Union, they could they they had a ten year war with Afghanistan. And by the way, we were we were supplying them with with, with, with we- weapons. Yeah, but nonetheless, they could not take off Afghanistan. We took over Afghanistan in less than a week. That's how quick that. So we established that back in the a long time ago. Back in the early '90s, and they couldn't take over Afghanistan, and they're right next door. They still couldn't do it. So no, we've been a superpower we for the record since 1945. We've
0: been in the dream world now.
2: So took, you took can't. But SG, they you,
0: took over parts of Afghanistan. Nobody has ever taken over Afghanistan, and nobody ever will because it's just a war, warring. All right. So let me let me
2: they're ask let me and then, because we always need the other side of the story here. And 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 Danny Francis isn't calling in, so we'll get it from So, what what are your thoughts? I mean, now you got liberal New Yorkers, and for that matter, liberal Chicagoans, if that's the proper terminology, that are now upset with their government for for giving in too quickly to this whole uh, illegal migrant uh, issues, uh, people living on the streets of both cities, and now they're now they're fighting against the same people that they voted for. Uh, d- should they have reacted that way, in your opinion?
0: I'm I'm not sure. So, what are you saying? So, do you agree with them for
2: being upset that their cities have been taken over by... There's more attention given, their argument is, to people that got here illegally, and there were other people's problems down in border states like Texas and Arizona, and oh, we're a sanctuary city, come here, you you can commit any crime you want, but when they come by the thousands because some guy in a wheelchair sent them up there, now they get pissed off. Do they have the right to be pissed off right now, in your opinion, SG? They do,
0: because... If you coordinated where you sent these people throughout the country, the whole country needs workforce. Instead of just send, trying to make a point, let's make it better all over the country.
2: So you, 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 you I mean, yeah. So, all right. Yeah, so, yeah. but right now there there's thousands of them living in midtown Manhattan. They don't know what to do with them. There's thousands living in, in Chicago. They don't know what to do with them. And now all of a sudden the same people that voted in, you know, blue de- uh, leadership for, for countless generations, now they're upset. But but SG, would you agree with me that they're getting a taste of their own medicine? Is what I'm saying.
0: I think it's just petty politics. That, that, See, that, SG that's, never gives, gives in. Happening. If this no, were no, no it, it, it's ridiculous. I mean, like these are people's lives, and and like if, if you're not going to let them in the country, send them back to their country, but don't just bust them someplace and drop them. That that's. That's not right. That's
2: All right, well, that's fine, that's but right. the fact is that they have been dropped into sanctuary cities. You know what that means, SG? That means to big, give us your poor, give us your despair, give us the you know, give us those who need, who need uh, opportunity. We'll take them, and then they, again, they say, like, whoa, whoa. We didn't expect this much. We're spending, we're losing on our own budget right now. We we need police. You were supposed to defund the police three, four years ago. Wow, well, we can't defund the police now. You're full of malarkey. Okay. That's what it all comes down to, SG. You're getting a taste no, of your own but medicine, but and you don't U- like it.
0: The U.S. government gives Abbott money to protect the border, and then he's taking that money and sending the people up to New York. I mean, that doesn't make any sense. Maybe he's going to lose some of his money if he keeps doing that. Because yeah, oh, he you know, he already has.
2: Stupid. They're allocating more federal dollars yeah. to the sanctuary cities as opposed to the entire state of Texas, which, well, by the you know, way, that's gets that's ten that's times that's more the, of migrants.
0: When you, when you when you changed what. You need, you say, well, I don't need this money anymore because I don't have to deal with these people anymore. I'm sending them I, the justification else.
2: Well, that comes out on. of SG's mouth is incredible. SG, I got to move on. I gave you an opportunity, yeah, seven minutes, all That's rational, nothing makes any sense at all. But again, I'm fair and balanced. That's what I try to be. By the way, they're saying that if Fox News is going to go bye-bye. Wouldn't surprise me. I got to email something to somebody right now. So let me do this. Let me do a break. Uh, all right, I'll wait. I'll wait. I can still wait. I got to finish a spot before I leave here. Hi, you're on the air. Hey, Glenn. Yes.
1: I just want to look down in the square. Yeah. It's com- complete craziness.
2: Oh, because there's of the back. Guy, yeah. There's yeah. a
1: guy driving around in a pickup truck hmm. throwing out 85% lean hamburger and cans of asparagus.
2: No, are you kidding me? Is this fake or what?
1: He, he just keeps going around and around, throwing out different groceries. He said, "Yeah, I don't want to get caught with these. I don't know what he means."
2: All right, this is farcical.
1: It is farcical. That's just on uh, on Duff's uh, calling about the robbery.
2: Well, no, it wasn't it's Duff. Right. It was somebody else. Duff didn't. Yeah.
1: Oh, it was somebody else.
2: Yeah, but, but that's uh, a serious. That's yeah. serious. Someone got away. Someone, you know, a business was victimized. They stole yep. a bunch of stuff. And um and and again that might just be the tip of the iceberg. I mean, who knows? It
1: is it, it is the tip of the iceberg because we don't we don't do anything with these uh, criminals. Right. We let them we let them go. They're just like you were just talking to a dog park guy.
2: <laughs> dog park guy. SG, yeah. Yeah.
1: About uh about what well, you know his his thoughts and we should just spread them equally across the country. Yeah, you you come down and sit up with a plan that that's actually going to work. He was—he was saying what? you were living in a yeah. a dream world when oh, he talked oh. about us taking over Afghanistan. He's—he's yeah, he's in a dream world about trying to get all these people just—just just put them where the jobs are needed. Come on, man. Well, ulti- Come on, man. Uh, ultimately, man. <laughs>
2: ultimately, they're going to—they're going to be dispersed into Rhino districts like uh, Claudia Tenney's district, which happens to be ours. So you watch right. over the next couple of months, especially when it starts getting colder. Uh, they're going to disperse them out of New York into rhino districts, and of course they're already gerrymandering uh, uh, th- th- instead of waiting until the year 2030 for the next census, they're already going to redistrict the congressional districts uh, so yeah. that they can they can take over the House of Representatives. They already have the yeah. executive uh, uh, office. They will continue to have that, and eventually what they need, of course, is the House of Representatives. They'll still maintain the Senate. The fact that John Fetterman's in there is clear evidence of that. And then eventually they'll take over. <laughs> once the the, uh, the conservatives in the Supreme Court die in the next 8 to 10 years uh, they'll take that over and all of us for the most part will be screwed we'll be very unhappy, yeah. we'll squeal about it and the more we squeal the more they'll point the finger at us and there you go, he's trying to take over our democracy,
1: get rid of that and person the more, yeah. yeah. the more I watch
2: the news the more I think I'm in a Mel Brooks movie uh, yeah well no, it's, it, at least that a Mel Brooks money movie is funny nothing, nothing right, is n- true. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. or some of them are, not all of them are well I appreciate your phone call Thank you, my friend. Yeah. Thank you very right. much. Well, yeah, so we, we heard earlier that uh, one of the callers called in and said he saw a, a, a what do they call grab and dash? That's a term I guess we're just going to have to start getting used to. I I, I I mentioned this years ago on this show, back when I first started, I I've, to this day I feel terrible. I stole two Richie Rich comic books from a drugstore in Cranston, New York. I was like, I don't know, 13 years old or something. Felt, felt terrible. But AOC says they, they have to feed themselves. Yeah. That's why they go into a Nike store and steal, you know, Air Jordans. Yeah, you got to feed yourself. Oh, no, no. They're going to turn around. They're going to sell them on eBay and then feed themselves and get diapers at the same time. Not to mention baby formula. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'll believe that. Great. And I'm the evil one. I'm the person that had had it way too easy in my life. Diapers. Anyway, uh, what, what, the concert starts at 7 o'clock. And, oh, by the way, uh, Carolina Chuck's uh, buddies, uh, I guess, from the Carolinas, are going to be the opening act. This is a DPAO uh, concert, so you know it's going to be run and operated very well. And it's outdoors. So, uh, I don't know, it's the Rattlesnakes or something. But uh, one thing is for certain, not only is Carolina Chuck a good guy, he's a hell of a self-promoter. He really is. And for a guy that's been up here for, what, less than two years, he's, uh, he's made a mark for himself already. I see him online all the time. He needs a microphone all the time. Oh, I only use the microphone outside. No, you use it all the time. Rule of thumb, all the time. Don't leave home without a microphone. And if you do, go back home and get it. So that wraps up everything for this week. A full week of Live at Five shows. Uh, we do it every day, Monday through Friday here on AM 1240 W.E. 10 Watertown. That makes us legal, of course. But I just want to thank everyone for, uh, for, for coming in on the show this past week. We had Bobby Ferris on uh, Monday. Uh, 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 Councilman Cliff only on Tuesday. Of course, the attorney Joe Stanley on Thursday, or Wednesday, that is. So we've had a lot of fun this week. I hope you have a great weekend. And up next, of course, W.E.T.N. is CBS. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Christopher Cruz.